Welcome to the Smarticle Podcast, where we take a good article and make it gooder. Here's the fun headline my mom's going to love, Brandon. Average penis length has grown in 30 years. Doctors call it concerning. This story was pretty much everywhere. The one we grabbed was from the New York Times. I don't feel like it deserves a woke magometer because, once again, it's science, Brandon. <laughs> well, it's definitely not science. This young lady, Brooke Cato, yet once again, one of these 22-year-olds that are writing, she just graduated from college like a year ago. I don't know how many penises she's seen, but yeah, she's just basically citing. It's also in the New York Post, which is not one of your most uh, heavily scientific articles, but it's good. It's uh, Let's talk about wieners. I, I read this in a newscast on a news station for my day job, so I feel like it's, it's, it is science. This it's not. Sure. N- it's oh, not it's New definitely York science. There's definitely the World Journal of Men's Health did yeah, this study. Exactly. Okay, researchers fear the phallic inflation is due to unhealthy habits like binging junk food or being mostly sedentary or even pollution, said one of the Stanford doctors. And over, any overall change in development is concerning because our reproductive systems is one of the most important pieces of human biology. If we're seeing this fast of a change. It means that something powerful is happening to our bodies. This study was published in the World Journal of Men's Health. It analyzed data from 75 studies from like 55,000 men from 92 to 2021. They're saying chemical exposures from pesticides or hygiene products could be one of the various factors causing the quick growth of someone's schlong. I'm not sure they use the word schlong. (laughs) It's spitballing here. Such chemicals can disrupt the endocrine system, which regulates hormones. To me... Once it's again, endocrine, endocrine, not indoctrine, but you indoctrinate. Endocrine is a thing. Go ahead. Once again, I'm not a Stanford doctor, but from the 5,000 foot view, it does seem like there's lots of new chemicals in the world. We're eating lots of bad food, and this probably is having an effect on our bodies in some way. Well, certainly. I mean, you know, we've seen the height and weight, and everything has changed. I mean, part of it is probably. You know, the fact that we're fed more, that we have, you know, whatever it is that's creating this stuff is it's clear. I mean, it's like people denying climate change. They're like, I don't know if it's what it is, but there's something going on. And so it, it's worthy of study. Obviously, the New York Post is doing this to be titillating, uh, to talk about wieners, the penis. You know, it's very thing. I, I did love that they said that it was the average size was 4.6 inches and uh, that now the average is six inches. I can see all the dudes out there going, what? I must be well off the bell curve then, baby. Because oh, I'm a monster. I mean, listen, you know and I know that men love, love, love to talk about the length of their members. Uh, and they feel like, hey, you know what? It's important that I have a manly member. Uh, so that it, but, but bottom line is this, is from what this article said, the reason for the penis is to expel fluids, i.e. in urine, and to propagate the species. So if something gets in the way of that, i.e., I, I don't know if, if the penis being too large affects that or not, but obviously this is concerning if it's something that's systemic and it's across the species. So it is something to look at and think about for sure. It's obviously funny. You picked it because it's it funny. Is. I but... didn't. You said it to me. 
I would just like to first, but th- this study, obviously they didn't go into an NBA locker room because there is no, <laughs> dude, Can I say that? dude, really? Your mom's listening. <laughs> your, your mom is listening. You, you're <laughs> truly, it's embarrassing sometimes what you do. No, he, he, Listen, I said it a second ago, what we're eating, like if you, the processed foods that we're taking in our body, I would argue that, you know, the original human beings 300,000 years ago, almost have a completely different chemical breakup or compound than we do now because they were eating fruit plucked from the dirt and we're now eating hamburgers from McDonald's that are made of chemicals. Well, I think you could even go more recent than that. I mean, ultimately, this last century is when we started seeing lots of processed foods. Typically, people would eat food that was grown. They would go to market and they'd get it. There was no additives preservatives add to these foods to keep them on the shelf for like five years, right? Food lasts forever now. I think that one of the things that was interesting when they talked about in the study, they said that the average penis size had grown 24% in 30 years. So you all, you know, all joking aside and this, that, and the other thing, that's pretty concerning when you think about like the speed in which these things are changing. And so what they've said that uh, I think it's sort of equivalent in some ways to the fact that girls are starting to get, to get their periods at younger and younger ages, and they think a lot of it has to do with the processed foods they're eating. There probably is something. Well, no, I, I don't think probably. I think that it's pretty definitive there is something in what we're eating. It concerns me as a parent when I think about what is my daughter eating. I mean, do you worry about what your kids eat? Of course. Of well, course, I know. But- I mean, I know you worry, but you also... Feed them Trader Joe's, and you know we, we we can't help it, right? We feed them processed foods all the time because those are the foods that are available to us. Do you think to yourself ever, hey, I don't want to have a processed food in my kid's life? Well, so here's the deal. I mean, I love that your your parallel is climate change, right? We probably shouldn't be driving cars if we want to make the world a better place, but we drive cars. I got to take my kids places. There's right. nothing. So science is going to intervene. I'm not going to be one of those freakish parents that you hang out with your Christian evangelical churches. <laughs> I'm. That says like, hey, my kid's never going to eat McDonald's. My kid's never going to drink milk. And we're going to go live in a commune and get our milk from the sheep that we personally milked. You know, that's that's not what this show's about. But that is an interesting thing that we probably need to pa- unpack at some point is the psychology between those people. So ultimately what they're saying is they want what's best for their kids, right? And they, And in many ways, one could argue that they're doing what's right by their kids. But in some ways, they're living their life in fear. So it's like, where's the balance is the question well, I would ask. You're, you're raising a freak. You're raising a freak. No, well, but saying... they, would say that, they would say that they're trying to raise a healthy child. Okay. Well, good news. They're going to be around when the apocalypse happens. And my kids are going to go because <laughs> they eat chicken nuggets every once in a while. I would say in correlation to this, I, I, there is not a baby boomer man alive that has not had some sort of Testicular prostate cancer, cancer, prostate cancer, prostate cancer. Right. My father, every, I, someone we know very well just told me prostate cancer. Oh no. So the rates of baby boomers getting prostate cancer that you can't, it's the, it's statistical. It's extremely high. So what is the connection? Why do specifically baby boomer men have higher rates of prostate cancer than every other generation? Well, there has to be something. I don't know what it is. Well, the, Once age, again, the life expectancy is higher than ever before. That's part of well, it. Well, that's one of them. Right. But here's what here's what would be my this would I'm just throwing out there. Once again, not a doctor. I would say baby boomers were the first because I know my parents and my in-laws' parents, they ate meat and eat meat every meal of the day. Or every 
day of the week. There is not like meat, tacos, meatloaf, every yeah, right. single. Like, whereas I don't eat meat. I eat meat like once a week. Really? Maybe twice a week. Yeah. You're kidding me. There, my my in-laws still What do eat you meat. eat when you're not eating meat? You don't have like lunch meat, pa- sandwiches? Pa- no. No. I don't eat, never eat meat at lunch. Really? Never. Monday through Friday, never. Oatmeal, grains, seeds. Okay. All right. Dinners, pasta, doesn't have meat in it. God, I eat way too much meat then because I eat meat every day for sure. And so my point is, if you're wondering why baby boomers, men, have higher prostate cancers, I would argue it's meat, which has hormones, which has, you know, all sorts of stuff. There and, is and, always... and you're not a doctor, but you play one on this podcast. My point so. is just like there's correlations of we're just seeing shorter penises and kids processed foods. I don't have shorter answers, penises. But... I thought it was bigger penises. Big... Oh, I thought it was shorter. No, it's gotten bigger, dumbass. Oh, Are you really? do you even read these articles? Wow. Okay. They're saying they've gotten larger. That's the whole thing. Oh, I thought it was shorter. I no, thought it was. Oh, they've gotten bigger, you dummy. But ultimately, it really doesn't matter, right? Whether shorter or smaller, there's there's a change happening. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> I think they, for some men, they'd be like, oh, wait a second there, buddy. It does matter. But size but doesn't matter, man. I think what's your point it's is. It's the is magic that, that it possesses. Yeah. <laughs> it's the motion of the ocean, buddy, <laughs> not the size of the ship. Uh, but here's the thing. What I, It's interesting. You. I guess I never really think about the idea of eating meat as necessarily bad. For, I, I mean, you hear so much about having a high-protein diet and all those things. I, I kind of feel like maybe it's more about balance. Trying well, to it get, always comes back well, to balance. Right. But it's like, I think that you're probably right. I mean, it's like if you have a diet high in fat and, and meat, you're probably going to be unhealthy. If you have a diet high in in complex carbs you're probably going to be in hell it just was it about what was that what was that diet that was all the rage where they only ate meat like all you did was eat bacon the atkins you, diet yes atkins right it's like all you now there was meat serengeti people ate meat but they like killed the caribou well the reason they, why it, the atkins diet works for in the short term is because your body says when it's eating meat it goes into this thing called ketosis because it doesn't have the fats and the carbs to process so it's going to pro so meat takes a long time to process so it begins to process the fat that the body's already stored that's the reason why the atkins diet works but it's not good for your body in the long run yeah so back to this idea of like what are you gonna do with your kids are you gonna like not them let them eat food you know i, I just think our bodies will change but you're not letting your kids eat meat during the week uh i let them eat more meat than i eat Huh. Is yours a conscious choice? Yes, absolutely. Well, it's but it's not like a once again, it's more about balance than it is anything. But that's Number interesting two, because you most people would say they would have meat at least a couple three times a week, four times. You're saying you don't have it at all. I think I find that I had no, I said probably once, yeah. maybe twice. It's amazing. Yeah. But like so, but like one of those times would be a fish, right? So won't yeah. that's not I mean, I don't maybe call that meat or not. Uh, my wife would argue if she were here, she's pissed that we don't eat more meat. Oh, she would be actually a. Hey, this would actually make her angry that we don't eat more meat. <laughs> because she's pushed for more meat. And then, yeah, and, she's like, I need more well, protein. Here, I want to losing tell you, my Larry, hair. I want to tell you, Larry. Here's the good news for your wife: there is more meat uh, out there now. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> science the is proving that. <laughs> Into the gutter. My mom Larry, is listening. I would like to thank you for teaching me about meat. And the size of meat. 
and schlongs. <laughs> 